Welcome back to That's a Tough One Podcast with one of your favorite co-hosts, me, JD, and my illustrious partner, Morgan. Say hey to the people. Hey, it's Morgan. Hey, we're here to bring you those illustrious <laughs> topics from across the world wide web. Mm, you like the word illustrious today, I see. Ooh, I feel illustrified. <laughs> the word. I don't think so. You know what, Morgan? Where, where can the people find us, though, while, while I figure out what words to use? We are on Twitter. And Instagram. Ooh, what's the handle? So you can find us on Twitter at that's a underscore tough one. And you can also check us out on Insta at that's a tough one pod. T-O-U-G-H tough. For those of y'all that can't spell. Mm-hmm, that's that's a-, a tough one pod on IG. And that's a underscore tough one on Twitter. So if you have any stories you think that are interesting, you'd like to hear us discuss. If you have an experience you want to write in, like a like a listener story or anything, you want to hear us uh, react to and tell you if you were the good guy or the bad guy in this situation, you know? You're probably the good guy. <laughs> you were probably the good guy. You're probably right. Yeah, and also, you know, go to go to our <laughs> Gmail, uh, toughonepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Email us in. Mm-hmm. But what do we have for the people? <gasps> today i think what do you think sorry to spring this on you i'm sprung i think we should give them an update on blurcon update blur yeah oh, let's update they blurcon in this a lot has happened since we discussed it Ooh. and it's kind of surprising and i don't know i think we had different opinions on uh the update so um since we last talked about blurcon they did release an official winner yes and excuse us if we can't i can't pronounce her user handle i'm not sure if that's her real name but uh it is kiwi niamori she is now the winner of their cosplay competition so they have from what i understand the original person who won the contest uh whether it was just of her own kindness or because of the bullying she decided to relinquish her uh, title and her prizes and they actually gave the crown to a, a different person which is pretty surprising um, you never really hear of that because it made me think about the Grammys when people win awards and like when Adele won her Grammy and she beat Beyonce and she felt like Beyonce deserved the award over her you know Beyonce didn't get the Grammy Adele could still have the Grammy so it was really interesting that that person um you know, talk to BlurCon, and they made that decision together. So I wasn't, I wasn't really sure how I felt about that decision. What about you? You know what? Um, with time to think about it, also, I, I agree. I don't know if it was the correct decision to now award it to someone else because it's not like Miss Universe or you win Miss America and you go into Miss Universe. They got to send somebody. You drop out, so right, we're going to send second place. Right. I, I know you're allowed to. You win this comp- competition and it affords you the opportunity to compete in another one, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but it just seems unauthentic. Like, okay, our winner was the inter- the internet spoke and they were so disappointed in us that now, since the winner is okay with uh, giving up their award, they'll mm-hmm. allow somebody else to be be the winner. No, no, you pick, you picked the winner. Well, I stood by it. And yeah. it should it should just stand if they don't want to be considered the winner that that's okay that it's one hundred percent their right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think um, 
like you said, if they said that the person chose to step down and then the person who scored the second highest was awarded the title and the prizes and everything, I think that's one thing, but also don't know if you solved the problem by uh, just awarding someone else and it's like, all right, are y'all happy now? You know, because I think the larger issues people had with BlurCon are still very present. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 gonna yeah it's gonna t- it's gonna take a while to get that all situated. It's, it'll probably be it's one of those things that is it, until we see their next competition, which isn't gonna be yeah. until next year. It'll be on the back of our mind whenever they start announcing their events for the following year right. and getting all that situated. And I want to give a shout out to a really good article that um, that we read by someone named. Dela or Dela Doll, D E L A D O L L, at their blog, um, Dela Doll.com. And I think they had one of the best takes on the issue with Blurred Con um, in the costume contest. Overall, they also had an opportunity to sit down with um, the con's founder, Hilton George, and talk with him about just kind of like the spirit of Blurred Con and the intentions behind blurred con um and george said that he felt that um anyone can be a blurred regardless of race and uh you know even though people kind of got the impression that blurred con was supposed to be kind of a safe space for black nerds it's supposed to be an environment that he wanted to curate to be open to people who were you know lgbtq people who were disabled um international people people you know just throughout the community of nerds, so not necessarily black focused, even though it is named for black nerds. So I think that's another important detail to think about when we look at the judges' initial uh, kind of response to the backlash for BlurCon. Yeah, it's almost like he tried to capitalize off a term made in the black community, and now he's trying to say, well, it's for everybody instead of yeah. the community who made the term. Definitely, definitely. And um, I, I still think, um, as Diladal pointed out, the judges were 100% wrong. I think that regardless of what the backlash was about the winner, like the fact that the winner was white and, you know, not a person of color, not a black person, I don't think it's okay for you as a judge and like a professional opinion to get on and start insulting the other competitors. I think that's 100% wrong, especially when those people were not the ones uh, you know, being really vocal on social media about the outcome. Oh yeah, oh yeah, just little little pettiness all the way around. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So hopefully everybody learns something from this. Hopefully the judges learn something from this. And you know, as now a convention that's on the national stage, you know, you gotta have a PR person. You gotta make sure that people who represent your organization don't kind of step out of line and say things they aren't supposed to say because it makes Everybody look bad. Now, going into our first news story of the day. Yes. I found a story on NPR.org. Okay. And it's going into the Olympics. The headline is Olympic runner Caster Samina wants to compete, not defend her womanhood. And it was published mm. July 28th of 2021. Wow. And as I think we talked about this topic before, mm-hmm. she's a woman from... She represents South South Africa. Okay. Competes in the Olympics. She's a the defending eight hundred meter um, 
runner mm-hmm. from the last Olympics. She won gold. She's the best in the world. She has mm-hmm. the best times. But, undisputed talent. Yes, undisputed mm-hmm. ta- talent. Uh, what you want to see in your athletes competing at that level. Mm-hmm. But she just has too much testosterone, as according to the to, uh, to the Olympic Committee. Uh, they passed a new legislation governing how much testosterone can't uh, allowed in a female eligible body, and but it's only for events between the four hundred mm-hmm. and the mile. So everything in between from the four hundred to the mile, if you have too too high of a level of testosterone, they don't let you compete because they feel that gives you an advantage over that duration of the run. Mm. Having that level, which feels very arbitrary because it's like well if you have this much testosterone it gives you an advantage in the 400 but it doesn't give you an advantage in the 100 yeah i think they they say just due to the the endurance of the race that it it gives you the advantage based on based on the test that they have they have conducted uh mm-hmm. and it, it's it, it's one of those rules that it can't it definitely came when she broke onto the world stage as, a, as an 18 year old athlete because she does have a more masculine looking body. So every her whole career, she's been fighting the stereotypes that she's a man, she's a man, she's mm-hmm. a man. Um, I don't, I don't know anything about her. I know people have there's been rumors that maybe she was born intersex or possibly mm-hmm. born with the XXY chromosome. But I, I don't I don't know the hundred fa- percent fact based on that case. Those are just rumors that I've heard. But at the end of the day, she's been a woman her whole life. Yeah. Um, competing as a woman, and it I don't think it it wouldn't have been an issue if she never would have became one of the greatest sprinters in the eight hundred meters you've ever seen. It, it's just so it's so odd. It's also affected four other athletes who all happen to be from Af- from the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. And black women from Africa, mm-hmm. and saying that they have such a high level of testosterone, it, it just seems weird that it's only once once they started, they, like they won those races, and now they can't compete mm-hmm. at that level. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I don't think it's surprising. Um, I think we know just because we have done years and years of, of like you know, sociological and anthropological and medical and academic research about why some people just have natural advantages when it comes to certain sports. Um, I also think we've done a lot of like really racist, um, unscientific research, like how some people think black people have extra muscle in their calves or, you know, in their legs. And that's why they're quote unquote faster runners in other groups. But I think that some people do have natural advantages in their system that makes them more talented at certain sports and certain activities and others. But I think the problem comes in is, well, where are we drawing a line and saying that, that means you shouldn't be able to compete? Because are we saying that a person that is uh, like genetically predispositioned to be able to hold their breath longer shouldn't be able to, you know, swim? Are we saying that certain people who are, you know, more able to put on weight and build muscle shouldn't be able to compete in certain sports. It's weird that it's just this one area where we're testing athletes when I would argue there are probably several games in the Olympics where people have 
natural born genetic advantages that do you're talking about events where a person is winning by a fraction of a second those things are gonna you know make a difference that help you win but now why is that all of a sudden a problem when it hasn't been a problem in the history of you know professional sports or you know championship level sports so i definitely think um it's troubling when you see it only being aimed at a certain group of people, you know? And I also think just in terms of the sport, it's one thing to say, well, hey, we don't want to let people get this shoe that's going to give them an advantage to win um, over their competitors who don't have the shoe because we're talking about issues of like access and things. But I don't think you should get down to like genetically testing people for predispositions to win and eliminating those people you know, oh, this person has this gene, so they may be more likely to win, so now they're out. Yeah, she can't help that she was she was born with a higher level of testosterone that they don't find adequate enough to compete as a female. Like, she is a, she's a woman. Yeah. She's, she's been raised as a woman. She has the, everything womanly about her. And who... It doesn't matter how womanly you are. It, the it point doesn't. is, is that this person meets... This person 10 years ago... 20 years ago would have met the standards to compete as a woman. This person has competed as a woman their whole entire professional career. And ever since they probably entered into racing. And so now all of a sudden, it's an issue. It's because they feel she looks too masculine for their standards. And that's what it comes down to. Like If, yeah. if she, for some reason, didn't come from a African country or mm. be of, of African descent. And maybe from one of those other continents, like... Maybe Australia or Europe or Russia, it wouldn't be as big of as big as a, of a cry as yeah. it is now. And it's it's so interesting to me because when people make arguments for like this is why it's important to expand the definition of beauty and femininity and attractiveness to be more than just one type of beauty standard, it's it's because it has repercussions to places like we can't even imagine, and so you have a woman who doesn't have traditionally quote unquote traditionally beautiful or feminine features so that opens the door for people to question her femininity it's just like when sierra the singer first came out and people were like well look at her body she's so straight up and down she had to have been born a boy she had to be intersex or like they even said that about lady gaga when she first came out and it's like well what is it about a woman who doesn't look like how people say a woman should look like she's not curvy you know, oh, well, now we got to say, is she masculine or like a woman who has a deeper voice, a woman who has a wider nose? Like, you know, she has more traditionally African features and therefore equal. She looks masculine. Mm-hmm. She can't. Well, she probably does have something. She, she might be a man. She might be intersex. Like that's so problematic. And if we had a better definition of hey, a, per- a woman can be feminine and have a wide nose. A woman can be feminine and have a flat chest. She can be feminine and have a deeper voice. She can have broader shoulders. This wouldn't be like an argument that you could make. Yeah, like who who's the one making the decision on what's womanly enough? Like I know you have these arbitrary numbers for they have testosterone. This At this level, it's too high. Just it, it, Michael Phelps had extremely long arms and big hands and long right. feet. Mm-hmm. Do we do we stop him from competing because he has a genetic advantage over the other competitors? Because I, I I ain't gonna lie, I, 
maybe she doesn't look the most traditionally fem- feminine woman in the world, but I saw some of those videos from them athletes from the 1980s in the Olympics, uh, watching them out from those, some of those Eastern Bloc countries, and they look strong as shit. They look like they could put put me over their shoulders and carry me to the farm. <laughs> uh, so I don't I don't know if we're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this this yeah. is just too much for me. She she it's, it's only because she's winning. She's a champion, and it. It's just so crazy that it only affected people running within that range. Right. And the three medalists in the 800 from the last Olympics are the ones that can't compete in this Olympics. It's like, did you are you even a true Olympian? Like the, it's not like the best got hurt and they yeah. can't come. That's unfortunate. That happens. They're being told, like, no, mm-hmm. you can't compete now. Yeah, and it's it's really to break the break your spirit, the person that's competing. But then also to set an example to anybody that may wa- be watching you and trying to get inspired by you to you don't you step up here and try because now, you know, if you don't look anywhere near like this feminine ideal, we're going to make the whole world think that you might be, oh, no, you might be a man. You might be this. You might be that. And so it's just it's extremely problematic. I know it's a lot of outrage about it, um, you know, globally about the injustice. But unfortunately, you know, it's nothing that we can do about it, but I definitely don't think that because it's funny. We were just watching a movie, a video today on YouTube about like Olympians who were stripped of their titles or their medals, and like it was controversy. And I think this will be one of those things where, like, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, people will be like, How could they have done this to these women? Yes. You know, it, it, it's just it's pure, it's just evil to me, and I think it's obviously evil. And those people just use their power um, as they see fit. But you can't take away anything in the fact from her that that's the fastest woman on earth in that category. Whether you don't give her the medal or not, you can't take the, the talent and the skill away from her. And, well, it, it's probably lucky on their end that it only affects women from a certain point from a certain place in, across the globe yeah. and at the places who are most likely to have the Olympics. Because if it happened in a country that would probably sponsor the Olympics, mm-hmm. it would be probably a uh, oh, real absolutely. different results. Because let them try that with an American woman. They'd be like, oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. And, that, you know, that's just one of those things about privilege and having it and not having it. And the differences. It's, it's truly unfortunate. I think for me... I mean, other than, like, the obvious issues, it just makes me nervous about, like, what's the future of, oh, we we can test you and make these assumptions about you or see things about your blood or your genetics or, like, what your predisposition for, and then we can make decisions about, like, your career from it. And it's kind of like, have you ever seen Gattaca? Yes. You know, it's kind of like those dystopian futures where, like, we test your blood and based on this, we won't give you insurance or you can't get this job or you can't get that job. And I feel like it's a slippery slope to that. Like obviously, we aren't there now, but I definitely wouldn't want to go into a job and submit to genetic testing and they'd be like, oh, well, you're more likely to, you know, die before a certain time. So we're not going to hire you because we want to pay a life insurance policy. Mm, you know? Yeah, that's... We're, we're ways off from that, but it, it can seem like we can slip yeah. into that real easy. It's mm-hmm. either that or the robot's going to get us, one of the two. And it could be like, oh, you're, I see uh, both your parents had dementia, so that means you might get it at 50. You won't be able to do your job anymore. No, we won't hire you. Mm-hmm. You know, Sorry, you better look next time. We want somebody that can work to 65. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope she um, 
is able to find other ways to, you know, use her talent and to find some happiness because that's just really messed up. Yeah, because she tried to compete in the 5,000, but this year she failed to qualify for the Olympics because mm. that's not the distance she normally yeah. runs. So yeah. um, ho- hopefully they can get this all sorted out before because, I mean, uh. she's in her early 30s, so she's quickly exiting mm-hmm. her prime to be a runner. But, you know, ho- hopefully we can get this all situated. What a dumpster fire of an Olympics. Yeah, this is this is not... There are a lot of stories we can probably probably yeah. talk about from the Olympics, so maybe more will come up this episode or the next, but there there's more bound to come. But yes, 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 yes. You got another story for us? Oh, I do. Ooh. We're I think we have a lot of uh, current topics to talk about because this has been like a crazy week in the news. What do motherfuckers up to? And so, um, I'm sure you and all of our listeners have heard about the controversy with the baby and Rolling Loud, but. I think I want to talk about an aspect of it that's different than what other people are talking about. Put a little twist on it, just so the conversation doesn't get stale. Because I know by this point we've all heard the story about what happened. Shit, we twisting the shot, baby. (laughs) But for those that don't, um, the baby was performing and rolling loud. Was the headline or? Um, I don't know. People, I don't think it's like one single headliner. I think it's just a whole bunch of big acts. Because like Megan Thee Stallion was there, the baby was there. He brought out Tory Lanez for some reason. Oh, okay. I thought you had a headline or something on there. Oh, yeah. But just I'm just briefly recapping. Okay, so, let's recap. Um, he came out and he was, you know, performing his songs for the audience. And at some point during the show, he decided to stop and kind of like make a call to action for the audience. So he said, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two or three weeks, so that's probably the first. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it's a it's a clue to what he did, man. <laughs> it's a clue to the fact that maybe this man is not informed. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, if you so if you're not feeling down two or three weeks from AIDS, put your cell phones in the air, ladies. Excuse me, because I excuse me for this language. He said, if your pussy smell like water. Put your cell phone in the air. Fellas, if you ain't suck a, a dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone in the air. Keep it real. So, I think it took a little bit before that story really got going because people were mostly talking about the fact that he brought Tory Lanez out knowing Megan Italian was there. It's also a concern. But then I think this kind of became the bigger story because it was like, oh, well, you said what? And then, of course, what didn't happen was the fact that he proceeded to continue to like double and triple down on his comments and then he kind of tried to turn it and make it into like a social justice issue and and everything so in the meantime over the past week a lot of celebrities have been coming out with their opinions about what's going on a lot of people think it's a response to Lil Nas X and his kind of controversial music uh, music videos and a lot of a lot of rappers have been uh, giving their opinion that they don't support Lil Nas X and his videos. Of course, Boosie came out. He says I'm homophobic because that's what Boosie does. I mean, Boosie, got, Boosie got points sometimes. Let me say this. Boosie wants sometimes we talk. Okay, Boosie, Boosie shouldn't be calling Lil Nas X the F word. He, sh- he, Boosie definitely shouldn't do that. He definitely shouldn't do that. You are correct. He should not be doing that. Um, so Elton John came out and he said he didn't support the baby and he, he was, you know, pretty much ignorant because just because you have HIV or AIDS doesn't mean that you're a dirty person. It doesn't mean that you're promiscuous. It definitely doesn't mean that you're going to die in two to three weeks. And I would kind of argue, because I think in his 
follow-ups, he tried to say, well, my follower, my followers don't do drugs. My gay followers aren't sucking dick in a parking lot. My gay followers are the clean ones. It's like, well, you know, it's a music festival, so a lot of people probably were sucking dick in the parking lot. He said his his gay followers weren't junkies. A lot of people at Rolling Loud probably was rolling. Yeah, um, that's probably not the best event to say that people are. <laughs> like, I know you're only thinking of marijuana, but something tells me yeah. that any large population of people, there there could be somebody there that they, they probably they probably ride ride the dragon. It's people. It's people at a music festival who are on pills. Yes. They high, they drunk, all they all types of stuff. All y'all, all y'all new youngsters today talk about is taking popping zannies and yeah. Percocets. So what do you think those are? Those aren't those aren't recreational. Those are hard prescription yeah. drugs. And guess what? That doesn't make you a dirty person. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you engage in drugs and you engage in sex. And if you do have HIV, it doesn't make you a bad or a dirty or an unclean person. No. So no. I think it is important to like come out and comment on that and educate people because this is not 1991 this is like 2021 so we should all be a little bit better we should have a better knowledge about hiv and aids yeah because and, and then it really like who do you have a problem with sucking a dick in the parking lot you have a problem because you think it's men but if it was a bunch of women that wanted to suck your dick in the parking lot you'd be the first one to be like, oh, i okay. guarantee you yes. some some rapper in the history of rapping has got his dick sucked in the parking lot by a girl he didn't know without a condom i guarantee you so are they it's like are they dirty too like do you right. not do you not like them should they not be fans of yours at any, any capacity yeah and it's also wild because like you weren't in an interview where somebody asked you what you think about gay people. You were literally performing at a show. So you didn't even need to say any of that. Like nobody was asking it. You could, it could have it could have yeah. stayed quiet. First of all, you already brought out a man that shot 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 another black woman. Like, right. It, 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 we like he shot he shot he shot another black woman. Like he, maybe he didn't he never said he didn't shoot her. So I'm based on that knowledge. I'm just gonna. I will make the assumption that a black woman was shot and that his hand was probably around the <laughs> Right. And for those of you who think Megan Thee Stallion is lying and everything else, whatever, at the very least, she had a restraining order against Tory Lanez. So he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, of course, he had his support. Oh, even Chris Brown said he didn't know why the baby was talking. He should have just shut up and sang his songs. But of course, T.I. came out and supported the baby. You don't want T.I. on your side. That's, probably, that's, a, that's the purpose thing, man. They, they ain't let that man be an Ant-Man no more. So, you know, she's yeah. like, hey. And some people are supporting uh, the baby. And they feel like he should be able to say whatever he wants to say. Oh, I definitely support that. Um, You have a right to say yes. whatever you want to say. You can, you, can, you can make any statement you want. I right. promise you can. But the repercussions, if you say something ignorant, you can't be mad that people... Yeah. Have have something to say about your completely ignorant statement. You can't tell people not to respond Mm-mm. or to have an opinion or to feel some type of way about what you said in your um, follow up statements or your apology. They don't have to accept any apologies. And so other you know private businesses like other music festivals have begun to drop him, and that's also their right. Yeah, like you're 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 dis you're disrespecting and disregarding a. a I'm not saying it's the largest segment of their their fans attending these festivals, but it's a segment of the fans. Like, why why do you want to alienate them by calling them dirty? And it, it, it you're only targeting gay men in that state. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not you're not saying that about you saw two lesbians eating each other out. You'd be like, oh, I'm a, that, that looks so cool, bro. 
But it's because they're baby. <laughs> that so cool, bro. It's so cool, bro. I'm assuming that's how the baby talk, man. Uh, it, it, it's, it's such a disrespect, and it, it's sad that he can't see that, and he had, he made follow-up statements. Well, my, my fans aren't dirty. No, man, you, you're just mm-hmm. an ignorant person. And that, well, I, don't, I don't know you personally. That was an ignorant statement. And I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because you hit on something that I really wanted to talk about today. So um, in addition to the, the news story, I am just curious to know what do you think about why it's so hard for like the baby and other people who kind of like make a public uh, fool of themselves. Ooh. Why do you think it's hard for people to just or maybe not even just celebrities, just anybody in general? Why is it hard for people when they make a mistake or when they offend somebody or they do something wrong to just say sorry? Well, I think he's trying, well, a lot, not just him, but a a lot of people in different lands, they try to uphold a certain image. Mm -hmm. And he's the controversial rapper. If If he is one way... Little Nas X is the other half of being like he's a con- that's a controversial, yeah, controversial video. Yeah. So in their own ways, they're they're, they're within their lanes saying mm-hmm. their controversial things. That's what their fans want to hear. Like if if he if seventy percent of his fans thought that was the coolest shit in the world, he just said that's all he needs to continue on with his music career, still book venues. It's not going to affect him at the end. I, but see, that's what I kind of feel like. It does cost you though. So yes, you will. Maybe you will continue to still book venues, but they won't be as big because you've lost a big support of. You've lost a big chunk of supporters, and a lot of those people are people who are have the ability to take your career from one level to the next. Because the baby, he got that deal. He got that song with Dua Lipa. That same sounding song. Okay. <laughs> well, he has a that feature with Dua Lipa, and that was launching him into pop yeah that's how he got that music festival that's how he was like about to go into the next stratosphere with his rap career but now you're homophobic and you haven't really apologized so she took him off her song off the itunes stuff and the regular song was on there without him and he's losing these opportunities at these pop festivals and things so yeah you probably could still play some smaller venues and black nightclubs because like you said of course you're still gonna have your fans who agree with your statements or they don't like quote unquote cancel culture or whatever they're gonna still keep rocking with you you're gonna have some streams you're not gonna get canceled off the face of the earth but you basically like cut your career off you like you put, you put a, a box you, around yourself yeah you put you put an unnecessary hurdle that yeah. you have to clear um, then and, he's not going to because he already has so many little problems that people were kind of like overlooking but now it's like well dang you got this one big thing. I got, I got to put all the little things in perspective now to, to you making this now big thing more prevalent in all our eyes. Yeah, because you already lost the support of a lot of black women because you had the issue with, you know, lacking the support to make the stallion. And he was with the, his former girlfriend. She was like using some racial slurs Ooh. against black people, the black women, things Ooh, like what, that. What, what was she? So... <laughs> I'm gonna hold up thing. I think that she a claim she goes as biracial or Afro Latina, and I think both. But I think it came out like both her parents are white. That's usually how it works, or something like that. So I mean, I'm not here to tell anybody what they can identify as or, or question their cultural background or whatever. But he had a lot of he's had like a lot of hiccups here and there over the past couple of years, and it's like well, you want to make money, you want to make art, you want to continue to push. 
And maybe he's made a choice to where he got to stay true to himself and his beliefs over mm-hmm. becoming the next, you know, big thing in rap. But it's gonna cost him. It's gonna cost him big. He gonna yeah. He, he gonna realize it. One, it might not be today, but remember this: even even Eminem had to come out and apologize for making homophobic statements. Eminem had to come out like, "Whoa, maybe I was a little wrong. I don't know if he if he believed or not. It didn't matter. Yeah. He realized that if I don't, people within this industry will label me a certain way. Yeah, and that will limit my my future projections. Now, you if you mm-hmm. want to stay in the lane, is I. I, I'm this type of rapper. That is fine. That is 100 yeah. percent your choice, but you'll you'll never get out that box. Right, and yeah. I I think that it's like I'm not trying to censor what the baby says or thinks or feels, but the fact of the matter is, he said some stuff that was incorrect, and so you he could have came out and said, you know what, I said this about people, my gay fans or gay people in general. I since learned that. This is not true about HIV. That's not true about HIV. And I didn't know it. I learned. I grow. And he could have been forgiven. He could have moved on and lived his life. Still being problematic, but apologize. So I just don't understand why. Why do people in those situations where it's like you have a lot to lose, whether it's your job or your relationship or friendship or anything like that, why do you why people can't just say, you know what, I was wrong. Or my bad. I offended you, I'm sorry. I acknowledge that. Why is it like, well, I'm sorry if you so sensitive that you was offended by what I said and you won't let a real da 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 It's like why do all of that? It, it, it it's it's easier in the in their mind. They like, well, if I if I stick my ground, I'm gonna get all the support that I'm losing back because more people are gonna come support me. And that's typically not how that works. At yeah. the end of the day, and it's uh, it's sad, it's sad on their part. They're like you, 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 you're losing that. It's you can get informed. Mm-hmm. There are people that's willing to say, "Hey, man, maybe this isn't the way," and maybe because he doesn't have you know have a lot of life experience, mm-hmm. especially with the people within that segment of the population. But you, you got, just gotta learn. You gotta go out there. People willing to talk to you. You gotta talk to them. You gotta learn a little bit. It's cool to learn. Right, because even in environments where you don't, where it's a person that's not famous, though. So you don't have an audience, so your fans or anybody that takes sides. But just like everyday average people in their interactions, it's so fascinating to me when people just can't admit that they're wrong or back down off of a point that's, you know, that's problematic or rotten and just say, you know what, my bad. <laughs> no, apologize. What do you want? He think he right. He ain't going to apologize. I'd rather lose my job and be wrong. You know what I mean? I'd rather end my marriage and be wrong. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best thing that he... That he thinks will work. I rather, I rather lose everything mm-hmm. than admit that maybe I am the one making problematic statements and not helping the situation. Maybe I'm the one that's marginalizing people uh, within that segment of the population. Maybe I am the one that needs to learn these different things and how they affect other people. Because that is a man. That's that's a big fucking statement to talk about. Especially the HIV, like calling call them dirty, I, I mean, make, making a mistake or having unprotected sex and contracting a virus don't make you dirty, man. Any, anybody I mean, can do it. You can You you the baby never had unprotected sex with no woman. I just think it's anything though. I I feel like the issue here is obviously homophobia is an issue, but just to take a step back, what is it about pride that is such a problem that it will let people? 
lose things that are really valuable so it may be in the case of the baby it might be your career like maybe you were poised to be the next biggest rapper you know for a 20 year career like a Drake or a Jay-Z or somebody like that I'm not saying he had the talent for that but you know because <laughs> it sounds the same yeah <laughs> he might have been on his way to that or even just like you have a co-worker and they say hey I don't like when you call me like I think it was a story we were reading online and somebody was like I told the person, my coworker, that I didn't like being called chubby, and they continued to call me chubby and told me I need to get over it. It's like, well, why, why do that? Because you know it's gonna cost you. You gonna go to on at minimum a trip to HR, <laughs> and where's you gonna lose your job? And it's that important for you to say that thing about that person that you you about to get a strike on your record, or lose out on a promotion, or lose your whole livelihood. Yeah, never call anybody something they do not want to be called. Uh, never, never talk about somebody that caught a virus. Because you think it's, you think, oh, that's nasty. Why you caught that? Like, yes. bro, what you mean? I had a blood transfusion. And whether you think they are, whether you don't like cancel culture or you think somebody is sensitive or snowflake or whatever term you want to use, if somebody asks you not to call them something or they or they say that you offended them by something, my bad, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Then everybody's fine. We could all move on about our lives. But when you start doubling down and tripling down and doing that fake, like, I'm sorry, I, I offended you. Like, well, you did offend me. That's why I said something to you about it. So you can just say, I'm sorry. And then we can all go on with our day or whatever we need to do. That would be too easy. Yeah. That would be too freaking easy. So I hope anybody watching this situation with the baby just thinks about what he's doing to his career right now and at least if nobody else gets anything from it learn the lesson that sometimes you could just not say anything you could shut up if you do say something and you offend people you just apologize and move on well, maybe him and Lil Nas X can do a song and they can collaborate together I, would, I hope Lil Nas X never get that man to come back <laughs> unless he grows and changes people, people to me they're allowed to grow and change and educate themselves and be better people. Yeah. They could do a song. He would lie. I'm not. I, I'm not a homophobic. <laughs> Call it unhomophobic. Yes. So that was just something that I thought was interesting from the story. Like, the homophobia, that's not interesting. It's tired and it's lame, but. Well, they throw it all away because he was so homophobic. <laughs> that, that's, that's different. What's also different is my next story. <laughs> okay. Which is. Is it kind of has to do with the the travel? I, I want to relate it to the travel industry and the headlines from the Yakima Herald Republic paper. Oh, uh, it happened on July 22nd. When the story did, the photo was taken of the story. So I'm assuming it happened in July 18th of this year, 2021. A man with coronavirus disguises himself as his wife on an <laughs> Indonesian flight, <laughs> and he did that because. He was had COVID nineteen. Of course, he did. And he wanted to fly from one place in Indonesia to another place, so he used fake. He took his wife's documents and altered the picture, dressed himself up in a I pronounce it right a niqab to help disguise his identity, and he almost got away with it too. Before a flight attendant aboard uh, realized something wasn't right and noticed a man. Noticed a man change clothes in the la- in the laboratory, <laughs> and questions were abound. Oh my goodness! 
and he was caught. He had a uh, fake IDs and he had a negative PCR test, which his wife had taken, and it was negative for her because she did not have COVID nineteen. So you know, I think this is a good story just for everybody in the <sighs> how they want the travel industry to fail because the stories like this, like the we were talking about the the cruising industry in mm-hmm. Florida. How people uh, people are just acting a fool. Uh, not they don't they don't want the vaccine, but they don't want to. They don't want to. <laughs> they they still want all the perks oh. that comes with being a vaccinated person, even though they're not vaccinated on the cruise. Right. And him, it, it's selfish for him. Like he he's co- he, he's positive for the virus. I don't know if he was vaccinated or unvaccinated, but the point is he had the. The virus in his system at that time, and it's probably unless it was a, just a family emergency that he's like, I gotta go. No, <laughs> to me that's like, like, cause I'm a big fan of horror movies. To me, that is the, the equivalent to not only you getting the zombie bite, you get bitten and you don't tell anybody, you hide it, but then you actually go around like putting your bullet on other people to like try to infect them too. Like, you know, you have COVID. No, oh, yeah. And it's it's already a it's, it's becoming a huge problem over there in Asia, Indonesia. Yes. Uh, COVID numbers are spiking. Access to the to the vaccine is limited, and for you to know you have this virus and to still you're like, man, I'm doing the fuck yes. I want. I'm gonna travel. I'm gonna fake my test. I'm gonna use my wife's identity so right. I can travel. You ain't gonna stop me. Middle finger to the sky, motherfucker. What you gonna do? And COVID might be like an inconvenience to you because maybe he was like. Um, asymptomatic or maybe he's like um he's healed he's healing from it and he's just still has the antibodies which some people do find frustrating so i know some people like they don't have the symptoms anymore but they for whatever reason their tests just keep coming back um positive because they still have the high number of antibodies in their system mm-hmm. so i understand the frustration but, but but my good sir you need to sit your butt down somewhere zoom whoever you're trying to see wait one second baby okay and we're back. Uh, we have a brief technical difficulty. My 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 iPhone charger tried to blow up in my face. <laughs> that shit started smoking like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I got scared. It was getting canceled. I was getting canceled. <laughs> iPhone, the charger, whatever charger company that is, was trying to cancel me. I'm thinking my apartment finna burn down, smoke everywhere. But you know, I had to save everybody. You know, sacrifice myself mm-hmm. for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you welcome for your life. Thank you, baby. But I'm just, I'm thankful that it didn't uh that didn't happen while I was asleep. Yeah. 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 Thank goodness. Uh, I would have been in true, true bad. Yeah. I don't know. I'm talking about some dude with COVID. Yeah, I mean. You can't do that. I think that. uh, Can't break out of the house either. Yeah, definitely can't do that. I saw an article. Well, not an article, but it was a tweet. Somebody who went to Rolling Loud and they were like, oh, just so y'all know, I tested positive uh, for for, uh, COVID. If you were around me, you might want to get tested. It's like, oh, at this. Music festival. Like how am I holding off? Simply tens of thousands of people that you were standing next to, screaming and screaming next to, jumping up and down, sweating by, sharing bottles of water with. Like, yeah. oh, okay, you know. So I think it's just interesting how you know this COVID thing is really bringing out the best and some and the worst in others. And I know, like, we've all you know missed out on opportunities to see loved ones. I know a few people who were not able to travel to say goodbye to loved ones who died from COVID or other things in the past year. A lot of people didn't get to spend Christmas with their loved ones or see their grandbabies being born. Like, it's been hard, hard on people. 
but that doesn't mean that you have the right to inf- possibly infect other people and put other people at risk to go somewhere unless you literally got the cure for COVID in your back pocket and you're trying to get it to the president like come on now you know we gotta start thinking about other people yeah sit your ass home it ain't that it can't be that important man. especially if you know for a fact that you have COVID just sit your booty down somewhere it's boring but come on now it'll make it easier on so many more people than for you to go out there and possibly affect the flight attendant, affect the person mm-hmm. that's sitting next to you, affect the person mm. you passed on the way uh, on the way leaving the airport. Cause we were just on a flight. Man, let me find out somebody sitting next to me knew they had COVID and got on a plane anyway. <laughs> I didn't know that other people would catch it. I didn't know that anybody else but me mattered. Like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm people want to live too. I'm not the hero of my own story. People are just so selfish and self-centered. It is just—it's like every time you think you heard the worst story, you just hear something else. And and that's not to say that you know for every bad, selfish person, it's not a good person out here doing the right thing. But it's just the selfish people are just so bad. I mean, like you, you faking your COVID test. Just to possibly affect people. I don't know what reason you had. I don't right. know if he had the cure to some deadly virus and he needed to get it to the to the to the, their version of the CDC. But it sounded like he was just trying to take a trip using his wife's house. <laughs> you know, I want to know where he was going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it the way he was going. I can't pronounce it. I, I'm, okay, I'm not cultured and educated enough. Well, I I know the 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 What's, city he was going from. Man, I wish I was more cultured. Oh. Okay. He was going for... Oh, Chigar- Jakarta. Yeah, he was okay. going to Jakarta. He was going to Ternate okay. in North Maluku province. And sorry for my mispronunciation. Uh, please don't cancel me. <laughs> yeah, that's a wild. Like, it's funny because it was such a dumb plan. But, I mean, he got it was a plan. He got, he got, he got he there. Got plan. He got caught. But he, <laughs> he definitely had enough time to spray his germs, um, you know, all around. But, bro, I just want to know what he was going for. Like, were you going to visit family? Were you going on vacation? You know. Because that puts everybody in the bond. Like, as the mm-hmm. airline, yep. knowing that you had somebody that was positive for the mm-hmm. COVID-19 virus, did you allow your plane to fly? Yeah. Even after, say you scrub the plane down, do all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you still allow it to fly? Do you allow those same people that were exposed to the virus? You got to grind the whole flight crew. Yeah. Like, if they yeah. were possibly exposed. Mm-hmm. All the people sitting around them were possibly exposed. Yeah. It was like, I know you were exposed, so I can't I can't just let you fly. Like, there's no way you weren't exposed to it. That's not saying that you'll catch it and be positive for it. Uh, which you you could be in three days or you could not be. I don't I don't know. I, yeah, I mean I'm not sure what the what the rules and the policies are in their country for COVID, but I know some some countries you doing that type of stuff like you know you have COVID and you're intentionally leaving your home and traveling. You going to jail, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't necessarily I'm not a big fan of just like throwing people in prison and throwing away the key. But it's got to be some type of incentive or punishment or example to be made to keep people to do. Like, if you won't do the right thing just because you're not a good person, then the only other way I can make you do the right thing is to make you hurt to do the wrong thing. And it's just like that lady, who, that uh, that American woman who went down to Grand Cayman to see her boyfriend compete in the surfing competition. And she skipped that on the quarantine. She in jail. Well, she went to jail. Well, yeah, she had, I know she had a fine, but I don't know. <laughs> 
you, it has to be a consequence for what you do. You can't, you just can't mm-hmm. do something and then you're surprised. What you guys will actually are going to enforce that? What the consequences of my own actions? <laughs> oh, I do declare. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I shouldn't be punished. <laughs> not me. Not I mean, me. I know. I know y'all said not to do it, but it's me. I mean, he thought he was special. Like he had, <laughs> he had a whole game plan. He was going to change his whole clothes. Well, child, he should have changed. He should have did like what we do. What you do is you wait. Until you like, like when we used to sneak, sneak, and you know, bring our little clothes to go out or whatever. What clothes you in high school back in the day? Mm. You know, you wait until the coast is clear. You don't change me at flight. You change once you get off and you go in the air, the bathroom at the airport. Then you change. Yeah, that, that was that was dumb. He almost got away with it. He sounded like Scooby Doo. I would have got away with it too if it wasn't right. for you. Madeline's flight attendant. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I know we're going a little bit longer than our usual episode, but I have. You know, I gotta end it with Reddit. Oh, what they, what they, what they doing over there at Reddit time? So I have I have I have my second story, but then I have like a little super short bonus just to wrap out the show because it's just too crazy not to share. You wanna you wanna do a, a bonus episode? You wanna you wanna no, have no? It's gonna be like a two minute bonus. Okay, two minutes. Not, it's nothing to discuss. I just wanna hear your reaction to Ooh, it. Oh, okay, I'm ready to go. Ready to go. So here's my second uh, topic for today. All right, and we are at Reddit, and we're at. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole? The mm-hmm. classic AITA. Oh, so I will try to uh, summarize it as quickly as I can because it's a little bit of a lengthy read. AITA for throwing my daughter a second birthday party after the special needs girl I asked her to invite ruined her first party. First reaction, gut reaction, AITA. She's not the asshole. Like she might, I, I know that. You, you haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard it yet, and I know that mother is not the asshole for the <laughs> party. Uh, you want to tell me what they talking about? All right. So my daughter turned twelve a few weeks ago, and for her birthday party, she wanted pizza, a double feature, uh, and to drive in, ending the night with a sleepover. I told her she could invite four friends, and suggested she invite quote unquote Molly. Obviously, names are changed. Mm. Um, a girl just moved to the area. I admitted Molly's mom told me Molly was having a hard time making friends. She has cerebral palsy and some developmental and intellectual delays, but she overall seemed pretty sweet. Um, her do- The daughter agreed to invite Molly, but I think it was only because I asked. Molly seemed to be a very sweet kid. She was absolutely awful at the party. Cried when she didn't get pizza with her favorite toppings. Stole the first slice of cake meant for my daughter. Uh, things got worse. And during the first movie, which was Corella, Molly was too scared and started to freak out, crying throughout the movie. I asked her to calm down, suggested we uh, walk to the snack bar during the scary parts, but she was inconsolable. I tried calling Molly's mom to pick her up, but I didn't get an answer. Eventually, we ended up having to leave before the second movie, Black Widow, which is what my daughter really wanted to see. Once at the house, it just got worse. Molly threw a Wii remote after she lost it just danced. Oh, I love me some just dance. Um, Didn't want to play any of the other games with the girls. The next morning, I called Molly's parents to pick her up early. Her mom apologized and said she does. Uh, she is prone to outbursts when she gets overstimulated, but she's been doing much better since she started therapy. A few days later, though, Molly's mom told me she can't stop talking about the party and how much fun she had. That evening, my daughter was clearly upset about having her birthday party ruined. I felt bad asking her to invite Molly, so then I told her the next weekend I'd take her and her friends to see Black Widow and for pizza. Um, but my partner thinks this is a real jerk move. He pointed out that sometimes life isn't fair and things get ruined. He also doesn't think it's a good idea to show our daughter it's okay to exclude people who are different. I'm a little torn here. 
Um, and then uh, she adds as an edit, people, she didn't think that Molly's mother was um, not answering the phone on purpose. She did call back. I guess uh, OP called the mom at 1130. Mom called back at 3 a.m. And they were like, oh, we'll just come in the morning because all the kids were asleep by that time. So what do you think first? And then we'll go through some of the uh, top comments. Well, I don't think the mom is an asshole for wanting to give her daughter the party that her her daughter wanted and that mm-hmm. she could provide. It it wasn't like, oh, okay, the girl acted up th- through this one event, um, say just the cake part. Yeah. Like, okay, but everything went else fine. It probably would have been okay. But if everything about your birthday was ruined, and it's it's not no it's nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. I don't blame the girl. She she has developmental issues. So I mean, of course, things like that could possibly yeah. happen. Yeah. That's not saying they happen all the time. But on this this evening, it's probably the first time she was actually alone with this mm-hmm. with this family, and they were alone with her. So mm-hmm. it just it just all conspired, and the everything happened. What happened? Uh, She's not the ass. She just wants her. She can make her daughter happy. Yeah. Like every parent wants to make their daughter happy, and it's not that the girl didn't learn a lesson. Okay, people are different. This thing happened, but that does that also doesn't mean that you have to deny her if you mm-hmm. if you can provide provide that uh, opportunity to have that party for. It's not even a party. It's just yeah. hey, everything got ruined. I'm gonna take you out for pizza, and you can invite the people you want to invite. Like if you're not, if I'm not close with. And we got eight people in the class, but I'm not close to one of them. I'm not going to invite them to the party. Why would I invite them? Mm-hmm. And it's not saying anything bad about them, but I'm just, I don't, I don't know you like that. I'm cool with you. I'm not going to disrespect you, but I might mm-hmm. not invite you to a personal event. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's hard because like, I understand where the dad is coming from, especially as a kid who did not get invited to anybody's <laughs> birthday party ever. No. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's fine. But I, understand like I do think if you have a birthday party and you do have a small class with eight kids and one kid doesn't get invited that does suck because that one kid knows that everybody was invited but them this doesn't sound like that was the case this sounds like the daughter has had three close friends and she did um she did mom a favor by going along and the daughter sounds like she has a good heart too because she's she's definitely the age where she could have said no her and her friends could have bullied um molly or whatever so they sound like a good family yeah and they try to provide you know her with an outlet and i know sometimes when people have developmental issues and intellectual issues like you said she was overstimulated by the movie she was with new people she was in strange environments she doesn't have the social skills to navigate those environments so i can see how that could have been stressful for her i guess i definitely don't think mom is in the wrong I almost wonder what the other mom was thinking because I don't think she did it on purpose. But it's like, if you know you have a daughter with with these special needs, why not say, well, hey, I'll let her go to half the event and then I'll pick her up. I'm not going to let her do the sleepover because I don't know how she's going to do with a group of people she doesn't know. Yeah, that definitely because that, that, according to the mom, it's not the first time something like that happened. And it doesn't seem like she should have been allowed to stay the whole time. If you, if your daughter, like what my mom used to do, the few sleepovers I did get invited to, you know, you call halfway through the night. How's, how's my how's my kid doing? They're doing good. Okay, cool. Let me talk to her. You want to stay, babe? Okay, cool. I see you in the morning. I think that's a good way, especially if you know your child has some issues. Even if they have anxious, they're anxious. They have social anxiety. 
I think that's a good way to check on them, check in with the parents, make sure everything is okay, and then go on, you know, with your day. So that way, if she does act a fool, that the daughter's party can still kind of go on. Um, I think that it's okay for her to have another weekend where her and her friends get to see Black Widow. Because she wanted to see Black Widow for her birthday. That was all she wanted to do. Yeah. You, you, should, know. you should be allowed to go see her. I, it's not like she shouldn't be able to see a movie now because she wanted to see her on her birthday. I don't understand a part yeah. of that one. And I definitely do think things get ruined, but the, she learned that lesson because her party was quote-unquote ruined. That mm-hmm. was the lesson. Now she's going to just say, we'll go. It's not another birthday party. It's not like they buy another cake or anything. They're just going to go to the movies and get pizza. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's fine. I don't, you know, I think if they want to continue to let Molly come over in small increments and get comfortable you know that would that would be a good lesson to teach your child not to exclude disabled people but I think it's a way to say like you know hey sometimes we have to be a little bit more patient we have to be a little bit more creative in how we're inclusive so maybe the next time Molly comes over we'll watch something that you know ask her mom what's the movie Molly does enjoy what's the food Molly does enjoy and then we can hang out with Molly and, and have it be better yeah, and it's 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 one of those things. It's no nobody's bad in the story, but the uh, Molly's mom should definitely say, "Hey, if this happens, it's a possibility that mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z." Just just so you're prepared and you can at least have a, a like a small game plan in your head on how right. you're going to handle the situation because you don't you don't want anybody that's watching your child to be surprised at something yeah. that is possible. Like if your child is a a bedwetter, right? It, 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 it's a it's a difference between okay, they wet the bed maybe like once every three months, and they wet the bed four times a week. Mm-hmm. You got to tell somebody, right? And I also think like if let's say your child has a severe allergy to something or whatever situation is, I think as a parent you should just try your best to check in to let other the other adults know completely what the situation is. I think. It sounds like they were unaware of Molly's needs, which also wasn't fair to Molly. No, it's definitely not fair to Molly. Mom, uh, every everybody's hurt here, especially yeah. Molly. So somebody said um, in the comments, "What are they talking about over there?" NTA, you're not redoing the birthday to school, Molly. You're taking your daughter and her friends out for pizza and to see a movie that they really want to see, but clearly Molly would not want to see that movie. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. It would it would have been distressing for Molly. They did the right thing by leaving and inviting her to something that she wouldn't have a good time in, and but these other girls would. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, somebody said it was kind of your daughter to invite Molly and to be gracious when she made them. I don't say made them miss the movie, but when they missed the movie, and it's kind of you to take your daughter and her friends for pizza in a movie night. Let her know you're doing this for her as an extra gift, in part because you're proud of her kindness and good behavior. And tell the other girls you appreciate their being kind of Molly too. And she had a great time and can't stop talking about the party. This is a good learning experience for them all. Your partner sounds like one of those guys that's obsessed with fairness and things being fair. That's all about him and has nothing to do with the situation. This is your daughter. Your instincts are correct here. Remember that because I think you will have more problems as she ages into a teenager with this partner. And that I kind of can see because like, I'm sure this little girl already knows her life isn't fair and sometimes things get ruined and I don't think you need to be like well she shouldn't get to go see this movie because she had her one chance and she'll never get to see it again 
You know, because like, what is that teaching your child? Yeah. Denying her the opportunity to see that movie. Yeah, this is like like I was saying earlier. It's a difference between okay, hey, I can't afford to take us all out to the movies again. That that's different, mm-hmm. man. Okay, I I because everybody wants to be able to provide their children with what they want to a certain extent. Nobody wants to spoil their kid. That's just that's something your child wants, and it's. It's something you can't you can provide when you are afford the opportunity. I yeah. can provide them with this small thing they want. They just want to see a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I I can and if, I will. Yeah, if if I if I wanted to go canoeing, I'm not gonna invite one of my friends who hates water. That wouldn't make that wouldn't make any sense. Like, hey, I know you hate doing this, but I'm, yeah. I'm gonna force you to do it because I like it. Well, that's like like we hike, and you like to do more advanced hikes than I like to do, and so. It's been times where we'll go to a new place and I'll be like, okay, well, let's just do the short hike because I'm slower. I'm more fearful of the advanced hikes. And that would be like, if I went, if I came back and said to you, like, oh, well, too bad. Life isn't fair. You can't do those more advanced hikes. You can't go back and do that experience again because I was scared. Yeah. That's you know? weird. Yeah. That dude weird, man. I don't watch him. I, I get what dad is trying to say. Like, I don't, I think dad is afraid of them possibly like learning to exclude people who are different because it might be more complicated or difficult to be around them but it doesn't sound to me like that was a lesson that was learned at all if anything the lesson that was learned was like hey you do good things sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't yeah yeah. let them them girls eat eat pizza Mm -hmm. let them get that pizza pie man calm down you need to chill (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I think most people. Um, what else? Did they, did they say anything else? Most people really agree. They nobody thought the OP was um, was NTA. Yeah. Um, no asshole. No, I don't think so. I I don't I don't know if things always just to be like oh well in life, and I don't I don't think that's a good lesson to teach your kids because I think it's also important to learn that sometimes things don't work out, but we can do our best instead of like getting stuck on what didn't work and we can say well next time I can make it better or in the future like you learn how to be resilient and I think that's a that's an equally um important lesson most people said it seemed like Molly wasn't ready for a group setting um probably just needs a little bit more work and a little bit more adjustment before she can hang out mm-hmm. you know and I, and I think that just is what it is hopefully they continue to hang out with Molly in a way that's more comfortable um for everything. Yeah. You know. And a lot of people just feel like the, the dad is definitely incorrect about I gotta punish my kid because life ain't fair. <laughs> you can't have nothing if something ever gets ruined. <laughs> you, you, gonna stay, you gonna stay down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that, that lie. Ho- hopefully, maybe he'll see one of these comments and be like, oh, okay, maybe I will maybe be a little, a little hard on that situation. Um, Alright. So, are you ready for our bonus um what we, what we gonna end it on weird odd reddit story yeah all right so today is we're, we're going over to tifu what that mean which is, i'm slow <laughs> called today i fucked up Ooh, you said f-word today i effed up usually i don't curse yeah well it doesn't count you're reading it i'm reading yeah um all right today i fucked up what the, what the by mean? putting and this is not me this is a Reddit post. So everybody get that correct. What are they doing here on Today, I fucked up about putting garlic inside my vagina. How you... What happened in this <laughs> story? 
What happened? Was she trying to clean it out? I thought they were self cleaning. Uh, I knew you would get it. She got this one. This is how I was like, we got to read this one. Oh, what are they cleaning pussies, man? Um, so they say, one afternoon, I felt like I was getting a yeast infection um, in my lady garden, my foof, my penis flat trap, my downstairs mix up, mm-hmm. whatever word you choose from China. But I thought it, eh, it doesn't feel that bad. Might clear up on its own. I'll go get some over the counter fresh medication. No big deal. But it was a big deal. Around midnight, when all the pharmacies closed, uh, I realized the problem was way worse than I had anticipated. I'll spare you the gory details, but something was uh, needed to be done for my vajayajay. Yes. So I googled home remedies for thrush, and I come across an article from the depths of hell itself, a.k.a. I'm going to cut you off right now. What's thrush? I'm not sure. It's like when you get like a yeasty infection. I think a lot of people get it on their tongue. Okay. And so I don't know because this person isn't from the United States, so I'm I I don't think they're from the United States. I think that might just be another way to say yeast infection. Okay. I'm not sure it could be something different. We're gonna go with yeast infection. Uh, Go on with the story. I've never been so so unfortunate to have to experience that. Never felt that emotion or anything. So I don't know. I ain't never had thrush. But not judging those who have. No, no, I'm it can't help. It. Yeah. Some people just want predisposition to have thrushiness. Yeah. So um, they went on a forum that suggested inserting a piece of garlic inside your fandango. Um, the logic being that adding garlic directly to dough will kill the yeast. I'd never thought of uh, my whispering eyes of bread dough, but I was truly <laughs> desperate. So here I am, legs akimbo, inserting a piece of garlic with a string tied <laughs> So she can get it back um, into my downstairs, hoping to God that it doesn't get stuck so I don't have to explain why I've basted myself like a spring chicken to a doctor. I do the deed, and then something really strange starts to happen. She has superpowers. I can taste the garlic. I do a quick Google search, and some other unfortunate people reported the same thing. Apparently, there's some kind of link between the mouth and the badge. Um, then I slowly come to an even worse realization. How often am I tasting my own vagina? <laughs> anyway, needless to say, the garlic did not work and actually made the thrush a whole lot worse. Mm. And now I have to go on with my life tainted with the knowledge that at any minute I could be tasting my own hoo-ha. <laughs> she got on wet ass thrushies. Ooh, girl, don't don't stick things inside your body that don't belong there. People of the internet. Well, no, hey, don't don't you don't you shave them. If you want to stick something inside no. your body, you are you are afforded that opportunity. Now there might be repercussions physically and mentally from doing that, but you have the opportunity. And also, that's weird. But I've also heard the same thing for testicles. Uh, with soy sauce. Oh, uh, that some somewhere on the internet, there's somebody that put soy sauce on their balls and said they can taste it. Um, so if it makes you feel better, it's not a unique experience to women. Men can also ball taste too. Uh, best comment for the love of all things. Please stop taking hygiene advice from Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Goop crazy. It smells like a seafood paella in here. Ooh. Op's vaginas. Oh, OP's vagina goop candle smells like garlic bread. Ooh, cheesy garlic bread, please. Somebody said the flavor molecules are small enough to enter the pores of your skin and travel upstream through your blood. That's why you can uh, taste stuff that you put on your genitals. Mm. 
Oh, people, yeah. come on now. She put a whole thing of garlic up her banana. I understand that sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you need, like, you have a, a, a really bad pressing problem that you it can't wait into the next day. Like, if you've ever had a toothache, mm. that will, like, wake you up out your sleep. Like, you can't do anything but try to get your tooth to stop hurting. So I, I get the desperation. But I was just like, how how far down did you have to scroll before you got to garlic? Yeah, that was that she could have, she should have definitely not. There was there there had to be another option somewhere. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The internet told her it worked, and I can't tell you if I was if it was in the middle of the night and they said I needed to rub this piece of I don't know rub this jalapeno seed around my pee pee hole to make this go away. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, let's try it out and Ooh. see. Well, that was our um, cherry oh, on top my, story. Yeah. Garlic punane. I knew that one would entertain you. I can taste the garlic bread right now. Ugh. 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 And on that note. On that note. I think we can call it a day. Ooh. I think we can call it an episode. Thank y'all for listening. Hopefully mm-hmm. y'all enjoyed the topics. That's another one from That's a Tough One. Yeah. you tell them where they can find us at, baby? Well, mosey on over to Twitter. Because you can find us there at That's a underscore tough one. You can also find us on the good old Insta, and we are on there as That's a Tough One Pod. T H A T S. That's a Tough One Pod. All right, so until next time. Until next time, peace, deuces, salutations. Bye. Bye, y'all.